0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Glad that you're here today. I'll tell you, God is a good, a good, good, good God. Amen.
1: Yes, he is. Yeah, a little bit.
0: <clears throat> well, we're so glad that you're here. We hope that you're glad that you're here, too. Amen. Because I'll tell you, God has got some great things in store for his people.
1: Well, don't just take our word uh, for it. Turn to somebody. If you, you know, you might have to make it a statement of faith <laughs> or even just start in hope. You know, it turned to them and say, You know, I really am glad I'm here. I believe God has something for you and I today.
0: Yes.
1: Go ahead and do that. You know, we're gonna start practicing being a doer of the word, yes. right? Amen. Amen. I really am glad. Uh see, it's you might have come in sad, you might have come in mad. <laughs> we're not gonna let you go out. God's not gonna let you go out the same way that you came That's in. Right. Where, uh, The Bible says in one place, I was glad when they said to me, let's yes. go to the house of the Lord. And we're going to listen.
0: For this uh, is the day that the Lord has made. We will I will rejoice in it, regardless right. of what I see, regardless of what I feel, it's, and regardless of maybe what I don't see. We got to sometimes, you got to get up. And you got to say the opposite of what you're seeing and what you're feeling, and you got to choose. You know what? I am going to rejoice in the Lord. Amen.
1: Mm-hmm. says so the scripture says, and, uh, "It says when people cannot see what God is doing, we stumble all over ourselves. But when uh, we attend to what He is revealing, mm-hmm. then." It says we are most blessed. I'm believing God to be most blessed today, aren't you? I'm believing the Lord to speak to us. Now, if you just look to us, you know, uh, boy, you are shaggy looking today, ain't you? Amen. (laughs) Beautiful as ever. And, of course, you know, uh, a lot of you are looking wondering how I got such a nice woman and wonderful woman as this. But God, (laughs) all right? So that's about as far as we need to look at the two of us. Let's look to the Lord. Amen. Let's look to the Lord today. Let's, let's believe that uh, he is going to uh, speak to us. Yes. And he is going to work among us uh, today. You know, the greatest works sometimes are not on the outside. They start on the inside. Yes. Yes. And I believe in God today that he's going to speak clearly distinctly to each one of our hearts and and I'm believing God today for those what we would call aha moments yes yes, when there's a connection with the light and the life of God and there come answers to our askings uh, that we know only God Mm -hmm. just God so let's go to him in prayer Lord we we invite you and we acknowledge you and we want you we need you but we want you to have your will and your way in this house and we're careful to give you all the glory and the honor we're looking we're listening and we're desiring lord what only you can what only you can do we don't lean to our own understanding but in our hearts we trust you master and we thank you, you're good. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, <clears throat> this has been a series of starting over. Uh, you can see um, in life, you certainly see in the times that we're living in, uh, reset after reset, regroup after regroup. You know, life is full uh, at, of different stages, different levels, where we may find ourselves. Uh, in a place of starting over. Mm-hmm. That's not uh, foreign. It's not uh, something that generations have not uh, experienced before us. It's not, uh, it's not something that surprises God. God is a God that started over. Genesis uh, 1 and 2, uh, God uh, had to start over. And he continues. Uh, he's a God that doesn't mind starting over. We are of constant reminders that. Aren't you glad that it's a new week? This is not the last day of the week where we bring drag in and bring God, you know, what's left of us. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing? Yes. What's left over? This is the first yes. of the week and we're coming in front of God saying, oh, so glad that uh, there's new. There's mm-hmm. new mercy for me and this morning. Yes. New opportunity, uh, new options, because we always have options, don't we? Uh, Have you ever wondered what's up, God? (laughs) (laughs) That's not sacrilegious, you know. Uh, When we get real with God, he gets real with us. I thank God for the Psalms. It says that David was a man after God's own heart. He was after the heart of God, but boy, he didn't play. I mean, it got real... Uh, with him and I mean when he was in a hole and covered in darkness he said so Mm -hmm. and he talked about how it felt uh, you know all of that so uh, you know if if it was uh, uh, if it made God smile then it it makes God smile now when we're just authentic and genuine you know in America and in other places people are people you know we just you know uh, uh, have perfected Mm -hmm. um, pretense isn't that right? You know, uh, I won't say that, you know, about the ladies. But I, my experience sometimes has, has been that I should have just already known what was wrong. <laughs> you should have known. It's like, well, you have to tell me because men are kind of dumber than rocks, right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. Uh, have, you, have you ever said, God, I don't understand your plan? Have you ever had a question, ever questioned what's happening in life? Both, you know, uh, outside and, and in, inside? Yeah. Uh, around us in other people's lives as well? Have you un- ever wondered why this way? Ever thought in your life that there's got to be a better way than this way, this road that I'm on and what's happening right now? Well, you know, uh, we were, went uh, in the book of Haggai... And I believe that this, is, uh, that this is a right now word from God. You know, God has spoken. And we have that recorded. And God has put his stamp mm-hmm. of approval uh, on his Bible. Aren't you glad we have? Yes. Uh, it took uh, millenniums to get the word of God in mm-hmm. its finished form. That you and I now just take for granted, it's laying in our lap. Mm-hmm. The lives that that were invested uh, in getting the word of God into the into the earth. And it's the first work of God, the manifestation of God. It's the first visible expression of the invisible is that word that's that. Sometimes I don't think that we know what we have. We have the word of the living God. And he is a God that has given us his word. Mm -hmm. So we're never without, you know, uh, ever without option or recourse. When we turn to God, see, he will will answer our askings Mm -hmm. uh, with his word. Now, I believe in the book of Haggai that, you know, it says the word of the Lord came to Haggai, the prophet. Back in the Old Testament, how God spoke was through, uh, was through the prophets. Now, he speaks, uh, uh, Now he speaks through his Son and the Holy Spirit, who's been sent to reveal all the things that belong to the Son, which are all the things of the Father. And and we have uh, the workbook right in front of us, available to us. Amen. I remember one of the first things I ever believed God for was a Schofield Bible, mm-hmm. and uh, I had a Bible. It was a New World Translation from the Jehovah Witnesses, mm-hmm. and uh, Southern Baptist Church I was going to. I figured it out real quick, boy, it was it was leather and gold pages enough. I thought, well, I we better put that one away. And so the other one we had was one that your dad had stolen a Gideon Bible from the uh uh from the um the hotel you know it had the pretty wood cover and stuff like that and you know I'd kind of you know we'd shuffle that thing in and uh I found out later on that the Gideons I guess wanted you to steal it you know I mean but from my mind, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it belonged to the hotel. It was, it was hot property, you know. <laughs> uh, but, I, but the preacher, you know, he had a Schofield Bible, and I thought, man, I would really like one of those. And I saved up, scraped together. Then we made like about, you know, what 150 bucks or something, to bring home for the family with, and uh, uh, scraped together. Had like thirty bucks or something, I think the Bible was under fifty you know, it was getting close as something happened, you know, and uh you you know, you gotta feed your family, you gotta take care of business and I thought, well, you know, there goes that. And you had been down to some friends uh of ours, uh pre you know, pre Christ, and they were good people. I mean, just good people from Chicago, Hank and Daka. And she was a Hindu and uh uh um and uh, you know, Hank was just kind of long in life for the ride. He was just a jolly fellow. Well, we had become Christians, and Sam and the kids had gone down to visit, and and I don't even know how that thing. He 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 uh, said that he had a gift for me. She brought it home, and he was a physical therapist, and and uh, uh, in Chicago, and he was retired. They'd moved to Montgomery. Well, anyway, long and short, he had menace. He was. Uh, uh, being a therapist for this guy from the Viet, uh, Vietnam War. And this guy had given him a Bible. It was still in the box. Brought it home. It said Hank wanted, uh, Hank wanted you to uh, have this. Opened it up. It was a Schofield Bible. Hallelujah. Now that was miraculous to me. Yeah. Hank didn't know. Nobody knew. But God knew. And we were believing him for that. God can, can God get you his word? Yes. yes, he can. Well, and you know, thank God for the Baptist. I believed everything they told me. And when they told me be filled with the Holy Ghost, I found out they didn't really believe it, but I did. But anyhow, oh. <laughs> I'd never got born again if it hadn't have been. For them believing in the new birth, enough to beat the bushes. I thank God for that. Amen. But you know, there's more, isn't there? There There's just more to God than just the new birth. Salvation is healing. We don't have time to go into all that, but it means healing, it means uh, deliverance, it means provision, it means protection. It means peace and wholeness. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. All the way from here to eternity. And then eternity will reveal the even more yes. of, of God. But when you say salvation. Now I'm not taking that out of context. You, you run out the actual definitions of that word. It's all of those. Yes. Amen. Well. Well. I believe that a message from God doesn't just come. God does not interject Himself into, uh, uh, you know, into places where people are not asking Him. Right. Answers come in proportion to the asking. Yes. And isn't that what the Holy Spirit works in our life to, uh, you know, really to create questions? To create a, 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 I need to know, I want to know. And then God, God's word will, will come. The answers will come in response. And in this, uh, um, do you believe that the answers come at the asking? When those who really want to know, they come from God when we really want to know. Take a... That was weak. Is there anybody in here that believes that yes. way?
0: Yes.
1: Just, just put your hand up for just a second. You know, it's a participation, isn't it? I, you know, I thank God for Quiz, you know, uh, uh, representing uh, me. Uh, and maybe some of you, you know, uh, uh, sometimes people go, I don't know about all that waving around. Well, if you go to the... If you, if you go to the... Uh, uh, The concordance and you look up the word wave. You know, we don't have any trouble with the wave at the baseball game. And the wave at the football stadium. But when you wave in church, I don't know about that. Well, you know, what did the Bible say? It said there is a wave offering of worship before God. That is a physical act. It has something in its hand, part of the sacrifice. But it's more than that when it's from the heart. Amen. And boy, I'll tell you, uh, uh, you know, uh, Quez, there's not more from the heart than that young man. Amen. And his uncle as well. you know, the, the things of God sometimes are a little different or strange, you know, uh, to the ways of the world. But the ways of the world, there's counterfeits. that just copying. Somehow that's acceptable, but when we come to church, we just need to be all just, you know. When this is supposed to be the place where there's most freedom and liberty in the Holy Spirit. So if there's not, if we're all bound up, you know. Uh, listen to the word, continue in the word. If you can find it in the word, see, it'll make you free from yes. the lies. Yes. Are you listening? Because yes. people that say, well, you're not supposed to do that in church. Well, find me the scripture. Because if it's scripture and if it's a word, then it's, then it's all right with God. Yes. Period. Yes. Even if it isn't all right with everybody else. Amen. And we're not being arrogant or proud or where that's concerned. It's just simply, you know, sometimes we just need to understand, look to the word. Measure everything for the Christian. We measure everything against the word of God. Well, that's all right for y'all. No, that's just the word. It will never pass away. Reckon when we get to heaven and there's just this big wave thing going on. You know, and say, well, we ain't never done it like that before. God will go, welcome to my world. (laughs) We do it like that here. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. (laughs) Remember what I told you about helping me. Now, uh, so the Lord... uh, he came and he said take a good hard look at your life think it over consider your ways consider your choices for yourself but also in relationship for God mm-hmm. Consider your ways about what you're doing for yourself and what you're doing for God Should we do anything for God We uh, 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 we we need God want God to do things for us but should we in yes. reciprocate do anything for God I believe so for my own Thing. they, but here in this situation, their own concerns had come up to, uh, their own lives had were at the forefront, mm-hmm. and that meant that God's concerns, see, were uh, had fallen into the background. Mm-hmm. That was the condition. And but then the word of the Lord came, and and it says in the scripture that that, that, that word was taken seriously. They paid attention. It says they really listened to, uh, they really listened to the word that came as a message from God, and in doing so, it says they honored God. Yeah. They listened to Haggai the prophet, took it as a message from God, and that they honored God. You know the scripture says. Uh, this uh, the word that God is speaking out of what God has spoken, God is still speaking that is a a great uh, um, safeguard for us. you know we could uh, we have even uh, dictionaries that that define and, and give us uh, meanings uh, of words, and somebody can say, "Well, I think it means this, but we go to the reference point that is the established standard that is. The reference points for everybody. Why? Because it's the truth. All right? We go to uh, that. The truth of the, of the matter is, uh, you know, that if we say, you know, uh, well, that's, that is a dog. You know, anybody can come along and say, I think it's a llama. I like llamas. That looks like a llama to me. You know, you can try to make it into anything that it is, but that thing is a dog. Even if you call it a llama, a rabbit, a chicken, a squirrel, you know. I mean, you know, that's, what, that's just the way I see it. Well, you're seeing it wrong. Is it possible that we could be wrong and God could always be right? Yes. Is it possible that, that, that because we were taught, you know, maybe your mama called it a llama? You know? But she might have been wrong. Amen. You know, right? And, is God a God of right and wrong? Sure, He is. You know, it's not a condemnation thing, but it should be a conviction thing. That my goodness, there's truth. There's the truth. Then there's all this other stuff that people call truth, that the devil calls truth. See. Twisted truth, yet there's still the truth, and that is the standard. God's word is the standard. And he, and he continues to speak, though, from what he's already spoken. That is a safeguard for us because if we're wondering uh, what God, if, if that's God saying something to me, we can go and say, is there a similar situation? Do I have a picture from the scripture? Because God will always take a picture from the scripture and say, here's the family photo album. Here's a point of reference. See, yes. it's me. Yes. Are you listening? And in the Bible just not just full of God, but it's full of God interacting with ordinary people, just like us, yes. in their day and their time, yet there is still a purpose of God to be served within our generation the purpose of God. This is what what got called into question here is that they had lost sight of what God was doing, his purpose in in building in in him sending them back into the land after devastation, after uh, all kinds of things just went wrong. Have, have can you relate to that? All right? And they were, they were just trying to survive. I mean, that was it. And that would be the question. Why are we just surviving here? And God says, now look, you know, uh, well, you've been trying to make your house secure. Every man for himself in the days, in that day right there. See? And God just saying, "No, every man has been sent back there, woman, child, everybody's been sent back to the land to build the temple, yeah. so it 's not every man for itself, it's every man being his brother 's keeper it's every man caring about what 's happening, not just with our own people and the own family, but but as a witness to the world that there still is a God, and he 's still in the blessing business." And no matter what happens, you can start over, and it'll be even better the next time. That's the message. So, the, the scripture says this, that every scripture, God breathed, God spoken... God breath means that that word is being spoken. It's written, the logos, but there's a rhema spoken from the written. There's a spoken. Now, how do we know that? The Spirit of God bears witness in our heart. How does he bear witness in our heart? Beyond the feeling, faith ignites in our heart. I mean, all of a sudden, the light comes on. Your word is a light to my path, a lamp unto my feet. All of a sudden, where I was in the dark in my asking, when the answering comes, the light comes on. It's revealed to me. By who? The Spirit of God. I'm able to know something that previously I couldn't know with my head. Something goes off in my heart, in my real knower, where the word is made for. There's a work of the Spirit of God from the Word of God. Yes, yes. And I'll tell you what comes first. You know, the Word of God. Let me say this. This is, this is, is there, could there be a different level of knowing and understanding uh, in life? As a baby, they put you in a car seat. Remember when, you know, I mean, my kids stood up. I mean, Kyle stood up beside me on the bench seat of a pickup truck. Dear God in heaven, you know. He'd lean over and be, you know, uh, uh, and... But is it possible that a child could, you know, from the, uh, from the trip home from the hospital, you put them in a car seat and they ride in the car. That's a measure. They get a little bit older and you strap them in the seat belt. you know. Remember Isaac, we would, uh, 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 he knew uh, which direction Walmart was in and McDonald's. <laughs> And you were, if you were going in the wrong direction, he would holler out, you know, hey, hey, hey." you know, I want to go to Walmart. I want to go to McDonald's. Is that a measure for the same child? All right. You know, uh, um, know, uh, he's, uh, 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 you know, he's what, 13 now? It won't be long before, you know, he's sitting in the driver's seat with a permit, somebody beside him, are you listening? He's beginning to operate. He's beginning to drive the car. Is that another measure for the same child against the car? Knowledge and understanding and purpose in life. Are you hearing? You know. Let's fast forward a few years here. You know, he gets married, having a, uh, got a wife, having a baby. He's driving the car. Amen. To the hospital. To deliver the new life. Is that another measure? Of the same car, of the same child. There's another measure, I'm saying, of God and the revelation of his word. That we must progress through. That we grow up into him in all things. That's what church is about now. You didn't make a decision to go to church because they all dress like you. They all look like you. Look around. Look around at you now. Are there people that look different than you? Are there people that look the same as you? Well, I just want to go where everybody's like me. Heaven ain't going to be like that. What you going to do? Get up there and go, Whoa! I didn't know they were going to be here. (laughs) I want to live in this neighborhood. God goes, I've got a neighborhood for you. You're going to live over here. (gasps) But... Might well get used to it down here. You know, because God will touch people you wouldn't touch. God will save people you thought were too far gone. God loves people that we hate. Just the opposite. See? Are you listening? The church should look like God wants it to look like. My house should be a house of prayer. For all peoples. The word of God is for everybody. God don't look at the outside. God looks on the inside. The hidden man of the heart. And on the inside we're all the same. Either lost or found. We bleed the same. Red blood. Thank you for the red blood of Jesus that covered. Are you listening? That washed away. Everybody's sin. Are you hearing? Isn't that right? If my eye. You know I don't like it. You got green eyes. Are you a little bit more than the color of your eye? Uh Can I know all about you just because you've got a different color eye than I do that that makes you less than me because of the color of your eye? Think about it. We can't go there because we really know better in this house, don't we? But the world doesn't know any better. They don't know no better. Isn't that right? Judge everything. Color is a category. That's all. Praise the Lord. Well, something about there. Anyhow, you know, I wouldn't want to go to a church that didn't didn't look like heaven on earth. And here's the thing. In heaven, God have the final say so. It's just his word. The decree of the king is the kingdom. We live by the word of God. Aren't you glad that we have a king? Aren't you glad that you're a king that he's a king of? Aren't you glad that it's about the word of the king? That we judge our life is, uh, is, uh, is completely to be governed by the word of God. There are people that move all around the country for jobs and this or whatever. And, you know, we move our life because, you know, where the church is supposed to be. Where the word is. If, because the, here's the thing. John, it says, the Word was first, the Word present to God, the God present to the Word, the Word was God, and readiness for God from day one. So we want the works of God, but the Word comes first. I'm going to answer the chicken and the egg deal. (laughs) Amen? I guess God made the chicken, then the chicken had an egg. Now there's going to be chickens from now on. God gave His Word, and then God worked His Word. Now, I'm going to go back to Genesis, or, you know, real quick, just for a point of reference. You know, we'll, we'll get as far as we get today. Will that be okay? You know, but if you miss your turn, dear God, you're going to wind up in the, right, in the wrong place. So we don't want to miss what God has for us. Because somebody's going to, uh, going to get something out of this. It says, God spoke. Everybody say, God spoke. God spoke. So God spoke what? He spoke his word, Light. One translation says, Light be and light appeared. Amen? Verse, a little further, God spoke and there it was. God spoke and there it was. God spoke and there it was. God spoke his word and there was a work. God spoke his word and there was a work. If there's no word from God, there'll be no work from God. The reason why, why aren't people getting healed? Is the word on healing being spoken? Because if it's not spoken, faith for it can't come. Amen. Is the word on prosperity, blessing, being spoken? Because if it's not being spoken, faith can't come. Are you listening? And fear will reign because faith has no place. So there, say it with me: Say the word. Come first. The word See the word is present for God in readiness for God. God saying, "I have to have my word. I'm ready to work my word." But you got to get my. I have to. You have to hear what I'm saying. What I am saying, not just uh, what I have said. And then man comes along and say, "That's all passed away." There are no miracles. There are no healings. There are, you know, God's just dry and dead and old bones. And we're hoping that the dry bones can live again. No. God is alive, present. Yes. Yes. This present moment is together with us. Listen, when we're looking and listening to Him, God will speak.
0: Yes, yes. He'll
1: breathe. Yes. Yes. The wind of God's breath will 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 ignite his word within our heart so he can do a work. You pick a church. Listen, first of all, you pick a church, all right, because it pleases him. God set some in the church such as pleases him. There are people that are assigned to this church. They may never come here. When they stand in front of God, it was like, uh, you know, I I provided a place for you whether you ever got in that place. There will be people that there was a place for them in heaven wind up in hell. Doesn't mean God didn't make a place for them. God didn't provide for them. God did all this for them but they never believed it or received it. Never accepted it. Never took it by faith. Are you listening? Why should... You know how, how little Everly, uh, the, our grands were with us this uh, <laughs> this weekend. And boy, when they're with you, at that age, they're with you, honey. I mean, they are with you. And, uh, you know, but, I would, but as I held her, I was, uh, you know, just enjoying the moment that we have with her because she's just a happy little thing. I mean walk in when when you walk in and somebody's jumping up down and just hollering, you know, they're glad to see you and I'm going, I don't even like me today, honey. I'm so (laughs) glad that you're happy to see me. That'll lift your heart. But I was holding on just thinking about now there's the reason why we have to win. There's the reason why we don't give up or give in. There's the reason why because they need to know about this God who loves them and cannot and can keep them he can sustain them it's possible see to make it and not just barely make it but gloriously victoriously make it amen so God spoke to these. People and you know when God s- speaks, the Bible says His Scripture is profitable. Reckon if you do your homework in that, they were wondering why aren't we profiting? He said, y- y- you know, you're surviving, but you're not thriving. Mm-hmm. So He's answering the askings and see God's Word is profit. Is, the Bible says is first profitable. It's advantageous. It's beneficial uh, to our uh, uh, to our life for instruction. And correction. A lot of times those two things go together. God doesn't need to be corrected. Our course might need to be adjusted. Our thinking might need to be adjusted. Our believing might need to undergo some change. And how does he? He says, that's why I sent my word. I'm not going to change. My word is forever settled in heaven. And when I show it to, when I tell you, and when I show you, you have the option to react. And, and remember, the, un, the unsaved, the, the, the uh, 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 you know, people that are out of sorts in their relationship with God, the first reaction when God's word comes is they recoil and they run and, they move, and they're driven farther from God. Not by God, but by the devil. Mm-hmm. The devil comes for what? To steal that word, immediately to steal the word. His second thing is that he goes, boy. Uh, I mean, if it can even find just a little place in your heart, see, he'll bring persecution. Yeah. Will arise for the word's sake. He goes, see there, see this God stuff. I'll tell you, you're in a lot of trouble. Well, hang with it, honey. Stay with it. Realize that the devil doesn't want you to ever hear it. If you do hear it, you start to, and you start to. Uh, and you start to uh, uh, work with it and believe it that he's going to come try to dig that out of your heart cause trouble i mean really cause some trouble for you amen but you know god's better uh, and bigger than that so when god speaks his uh, uh word there's a reaction and the response though sometimes the dust has to settle where you have time to think it over consider our ways consider god Reason together with him by the Holy Spirit. Not natural reason, but reasoning, you know, the way that God thinks. And realize this, all right, God, it requires a response. The devil wants me to react and run from, but the response is faith comes. I want to move closer. I draw near to God. Because the scripture says that when, and you know, God will give us grace and space. I like that there's, you know, days in between this. God's just not saying one thing. Mm He's saying, think about it. He gives them time, grace, and space to think about it. See? And time to get over uh, the reaction. Are you listening? And uh, get into a response. And he'll give us grace and space to see if we were listening. He wants us. He wants to see our response. God responds to us and our askings with an answer. Then he waits to see what will our response be to his, to his, uh, to his answer. And that response would be to draw near to God. You know, repentance means this: God, you're right; I'm wrong. I'm not going to be condemned. Now, the devil will jump in the middle of that and tell you how bad you are, how you don't deserve anything but the curse, you don't deserve the blood, all the things you've done wrong. And now listen, get you to react, drive a wedge, and separate you from the love of God. Believing that love from the goodness of God and from the grace of God, which says, listen, it's not my righteousness. It's his righteousness. I'm right with God. Are you listening? Even when my thinking is wrong, even when my believing, are you listening, caused a reaction that was wrong. Even if I messed up, misunderstood, God is still God. And my righteousness in him is based on me believing, not listen." The, uh, the law, we're, we're free from the, uh, from the curse of the law. The curse of law demanded obedience. That was the only way you could please God. Well, God still is obedience but to the faith. God asks us to believe him. And when we believe him, he'll, we, we can obey him from the heart. It's not the keeping of rules and regulations where if you mess up, oh, you're done. Now you got to, are you hearing the devil loves that, see? But the Spirit of God has set us free from that, from the place he goes, you know, where's faith in your heart? What, what do you believe in? Do you still want to please God? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So do you want to please God? Even if you messed up or you, or, or you feel bad about that, you're sorry about that, and you say, God, just show me what to do that, that will please you. And he says, well, just believe me. And accept the grace. Amen. When we respond to uh, God. And then uh, and, and we're going to go down into this. And I'll let Sandy. Go, uh, go he said, I am with you. You have some stuff you wanted to say about that. Yeah, God I'm says, gonna... and I am with you. The first message after they turned towards God. God said, I'm with you.
0: I'm going to read Haggai chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. And I'm going to read out of the Amplified. It says, but now be courageous, Zebril declares the Lord. Be courageous also, Joshua, the son of Jehoshaphat, the high priest, and be courageous, all you people of the land, declares the Lord. And work for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts. As for the promises which I made with you when you came out of Egypt, my spirit stands firm and immovable and continues with you. Do not fear. So God's wanting us to remember that his promise is that he will always be with us. God's covenant uh, promises is to the obedient, the ones that say yes and amen. The ones that say, God, here I am willing to do because I trust that you are always with me and you will direct me. You know, that always, that that promise that he gave them is for you and for me, that he will always be with us. It continues over into the New Testament when Jesus commissioned his disciples. He said to them, go spread the gospel of the promises. Um. And he, you know, they, they knew that when he spoke to them, that they would not do it alone, that he was going to be with them. He said, I am with you always, always, even into, onto uh, the ends of the earth over in Matthew twenty eight twenty, So they knew regardless of the oppositions regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the mess or how impossible it looked, that they could depend on God's promises that he was with them, that he would always be with them and he's with us no matter what. You do not walk alone. Even though sometimes you may look to the left and you may look to the right and you think, well, where is everybody, God? God says, I'm right here. Mm. I'm right here. So he empowered them to accomplish and to finish the assignment just like God is equipping us to do the assignments that he has called us to do, that he's called us to be, to go and be a light in this world, to be a light of hope to those around us. You know, he stayed with them just like he stays with us. You know, ta- he's, what was happening when you read that was he was trying to stir the people. Mm-hmm. Get them stirred. God's trying to stir his people right now. Saying, open your eyes. Open your eyes and see what I see. Open your ears and hear what I am saying. For there is a people that need to hear the truth. There's a people that need to know that I'm real. There's a people that need to know that there's power in that name. And how will they know, how will they hear if we don't go tell? And who's he going to use? You and me. And you go, well, I'm not bold. Go live your life. Just share your testimony. When God gives you opportunity, they don't need you to quote them a whole bunch of scriptures. What they need to know, is there really a God? Mm -hmm. Tell them what God has done for you. And that will be the most powerful thing you could ever do. It is. When you just share sometimes, you know what? There was a time I didn't know how I was ever going to be delivered from this. But God set me free. I didn't know how I was going to pay a bill. But God showed up. I didn't know how I was going to see my family come to God, but I trusted him. See, people need to hear your story. Go let your life tell the story. You're not in this alone. He's with you. He will always be with you. He said, I am always with you. So regardless of what's going on, what, regardless of all the opposition that you may feel like, oh, my gosh, this has gotten worse, not better, God says, oh, no. When it seems like you're in the midnight hour, when it seems like the push is the hardest, when it seems like the temptation to quit is the, the, the hardest and knocking at your door constantly, or when it seems like the impossibles, look here, look here, see that, feel that, oh my goodness. No, that's when God's about ready to break through. So do not, Amen. do not fear. And do not let the enemy lie to you that it'll never change, that it'll never be any different because God is still alive and God is still on the throne. You know, So just like they had to depend on the promises of God, we've got to depend and remember that he will empower us for the assignment. It's not in what you or I can do, it's in what God can do. Amen? But he just wants you to know today that he's always with you. Mm -hmm. He will never, ever, ever leave you. God is with us, and God is full of power. God is full of miracles if we'll just begin to believe, receive, and expect. Amen?
1: You know, that scripture in uh, the Amplified Bible, um, it says, so they went, he told them, he said, go everywhere, go into all the world, go into your world, and just tell the good news you know, the good news, yes. the good news is what God has done for yes. you. Yes. Have he saved you. Listen, you, you know, uh, you're not, uh, he, he didn't say our righteousness with him was that, you know, you can be righteous and still be battling with the symptoms. Mm-hmm. Of sickness and disease, poverty, you know, brokenness, all of that Uh you know, you're still right with God. It's not dependent on a perfect performance. It's dependent on a heart that's perfect towards him. What well, a heart that believes him. Mm-hmm. So it says he went, he told them, go into all of the world and and just share the good news. Show, share it by showing it, tell it. Yes. When people ask, you You know, Smith Wigglesworth was just an illiterate plumber. I mean, the only book he ever read, the only uh, uh, the Holy Spirit taught him to read the Bible and that's all he ever read was the Bible and he was an illiterate plumber and the story was told that uh, he went to fix this lady's pipes and he was just a singing and whistling and she goes well why are you so happy imagine that <laughs> you know when we're working we shouldn't be you know I hate my job I hate my wife I hate the dog I hate this city you know he was happy. His, his joy. There was joy there. And he said, why are you so happy? He goes, well, he said, I woke up this morning and one of the babies was sick. Had a high fever. And he said, and she goes, oh, that's not good. And he goes, well, he goes, it is good from the, he goes, I prayed for her and the Lord healed her. Hallelujah. The Lord took care of her. So I'm happy. I'm, I'm out here, you know, doing it, just sharing what God, uh, What God is doing, not just has done, but what God is doing. See, because God is still answering the askings. Mm -hmm. Are you hearing? He said, I'm always with you. He said, go into all the world and I am always with you. And, And it says the Lord was working with them. They were sharing the word and the Lord was working with them. And and it says this, with closely accompanying miracle signs. God revealing signs. Mm-hmm. Honey, it's tell and show. Yes. It's not just yes. tell anymore. It's, you can expect that when we line up like these people took seriously the word of God. What was that? He was... Not just the message. The message was, he goes, "Listen, it's my purpose. I have a greater purpose for your life than you just you and your four no more than just surviving, than you just trying to make a living." He goes, "I have a life for you to live. I have a, I have a glorious, exciting life for you to live as a worshiper and a witness, and, and if you'll hook up with me and my purpose, he goes, "I'll be the provider." i'm going to give every, uh, you'll have everything you need. We, we're not time to go down in that, but it says that the expect the Lord working when you and I are the willing to be the living letters of my life I'm living with God for God. It's a difference there i'm not just living hoping God is with me for me I'm living my life with God. For God. Got it? Understand? Mm -hmm. That's the plan. I'm here not just for my own purposes of fulfillment. To have a good life. Make a good living and quote then have a good life. See? My own source. No, it says the purpose of life is to give glory to God. Is to live for God, is to live with God for God, as Pastor Cindy said. We're not alone in living that kind of a life. All right. And expect that as I'm willing to be a living letter, my life matters. It's important. You may say, Well, nobody, nobody wants to listen, pray for pray to get for God to, God, I'll go where you send me, I'll do what you want me to do. He'll put you in the path. Of, and See, if all you're ever praying for is just, you know, we need to be around Christian people that don't challenge me. They just believe everything like I do. My goodness, you never really know what you believe if you're pretending that everybody believes like that. they're pretending they believe. We all believe together the same thing, right? Ask somebody what they believe about pumpkin pie. You're going to have some different opinions about <laughs> pumpkin pie. How about sweet potato pie? Oh, I love sweet potato. I hate sweet potato pie. You know, I mean... It's not personal preference. It's the purpose of God. I'm going to live God. I'm going to live my life with God. Say for God. I'm not just asking God to be with me for me. Big change there. I know I'm repeating myself, but we this is a trip hammer. This is a trigger. This is a place where decisions are being made. That's what he's challenging them with. And then listen, get off it. Listen, I bind every lie, every half-truth, every twisted truth that will put you under condemnation and remind you of all the missteps, misunderstandings, failures, falling short. Everybody's falling short of the glory of God. But we don't have to. Because Jesus is the answer for our life. Amen. He done, has God changed? No. And he'll never change. His mind about you. He wanted you and he needs you. And you are the perfect one. No one else can do what you do. If they could, he wouldn't need you. But he needs you. Because no one else can do what you do. You are specifically equipped and empowered to be a witness for that person yes. in your circle. Yes. Those people. And that's what he's asking us to believe for. Let's believe along that lines. And then, we, then when we go to the job, I'm not just here to, to do something. I'm here for someone. And I know the something that that someone needs, just like I needed that someone. And that something is salvation. Somebody ought to say amen, amen. in this house. Because we're hearing some things. You, we can wonder and wander. I, this is about as clear and as plain and as simple. And it can streamline us and straight line us. Listen, because the days that are ahead, this needs to come to the forefront God is about to step out onto the world stage in a different way and he's calling people right now listen everything you've been through you are in the kingdom for such a time as this never has that been more more true never has that ring more true are you listening? And it's time to, you know, I mean, get on the bus. The recruitment is now. Get on the bus because there's a great move of God. Are we going to move with Him? He's going to move anyway. There's a, there's a harvest field. There are people for your life. And when you get to heaven, you want to think, I drove a Mercedes. So I, because I, I was prosperous. It ain't, And got to go, okay, where is it? (laughs) Oh, it didn't make it. (laughs) I had a uh, $405,379.13 mutual fund retirement, 401k, and got to go, okay, empty your pocket. Where is it? I lived in a 4,000 square foot home in the best neighborhood, a gated community. And I was thought so well of by everybody and goes, okay, where are they? And here comes a little woman from, uh, uh, you know, out in the Sudan, didn't have two sticks to rub together. Didn't have a pot and pan, had a tin can and a little old plastic five-gallon bucket and, and two m- mismatched shoes that the, quote, Christians sent her. Hand-me-downs and worn-outs and all that kind of stuff. and got a, and, Because the first are going to become last and the last are going to come first. And he's going to call her up and say, now, you know, uh, who's all that with you? My mama's mama and my uncle, you know, uh, Uncle Jimmy Nim and, and this one and that one and then that one and this one and you know uh, that one and this one and I mean just streams of people, clan of people. The least one will become a thousand, and the and the and the smallest one an entire nation. Because she lived her life as a witness. She's. She's glad in it. She was grateful for it. And she let God. Listen. She lived it with God. And she lived it for God. And it was effective. She knew what really meant. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's a good time to think about it. It's a good time to consider our choices. Because from here on out. You know, there came a time when, 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 uh, when Moses went to, uh, went to God and he said, you know, you haven't delivered your people at all. You haven't done what you said. God says, you need to hush up, boy. You're about to see what I'm going to do. You needed to see what you could do. But now you're going to start to see what I can do. How many of you are ready to start seeing what God can do? Well, he lives inside of you, doesn't he, Pastor Ronald? Come and if he doesn't, let's get that fixed. My God, yes. let's get you know the one who is with us and for us needs to be in us. Yes, yes, thank you, Father. Needs to be in us, Amen. If you've never asked Jesus in, He said He stands at the door and not. And you know He's talking to the layout of seeing church that thought they had it all together. My my name is on the roll. Yeah, but are you standing on the rock? Your name can be on the roll. What do it matter? You could have bought four pews with your family's name. What do it matter if you don't know Him? If you are stuck in knowing about Him, but you don't know Him personally and intimately in your own life, not just for you when we... You know, first you you first. You've got to do it for you. The best thing you can do for God and for all of them is just accept His generous offer of life. Amen? But then we're going to go to work. God doesn't pay commensurate with the labor. You're not going to get what you deserve. The people hired in the last hour... We're paid the same as the people that were hired in the first hour. Aren't you glad that that we're going to step into harvest that we didn't labor in at all? That God's worked the fields and generations have worked the fields and prayers have been prayed. But we're about to step into the reapings. Amen. You know, salvation, you don't earn it. We don't deserve it. But we should accept it because the generosity of God. If He paid us back according to, you know, how we've been and what we've done, you don't want what you you think you deserve, what the devil says you deserve. You want the mercy of God. You want the grace of God. You want the goodness of God. Accept the generous offer. Come on home. He called you son or daughter before you ever called Him Father. He sent Jesus. He said, pray this way. Our Father. Is He your Father? Let's get that fixed right now. Right here. The greatest miracle that could ever happen is that first, the rebirth. But you are going to understand after that. That's the entry. After that, you're going to understand what you've been born into. What you have been delivered from only to be delivered to. So pray this prayer with me. Say, Father... I see Jesus. I accept Jesus. He's the go between. He's the advocate. He's the mediator between me and you right now. And I thank you that cross, I come to the cross. And Lord, I thank you you're going to help me cross over this great chasm of separation. My sins have separated me from you. But Lord, I thank you your mercy has reached way across the great divide. And I thank you you pull me out of and you pull me from the dominion of the devil. Sin will have no more dominion over me. And pull me into the bosom and the kingdom of your dear son Jesus. Jesus, thank you. I call you my Lord. I believe God raised you from the dead. I believe you're raising me from the death of sin. And you're bringing me into new life right now. And I thank you for it. I'm forgiven. I'm saved. I'm delivered. I am rescued. I say I'm healed. I am provided and protected. There's nothing missing. Nothing broken. Thank you for wholeness. And holiness. Amen. Yeah, if you prayed that prayer, I'll guarantee you God will do his part when we open up our heart and do it wholeheartedly in front of him. Don't worry if you have doubts in your head. If you just simply believe in your heart, in your heart. And boy, we'd love to help you with this new start, the starting over, not just turning over a new leaf. I'm talking about a brand new life, a brand new opportunity to do it. All over again. Only right this time. Doing it with God. And doing it for God. Congratulations. We'll help you in any way that we can. You know every baby. Uh, see should not be left of an orphan. To figure out everything on their own. To just. You know be institutionalized. See. Every baby needs a family. When you're born again, you're born into a family. Yes, yes. The family of God, no greater family. There's a family that's already in heaven. There's a family that's on their way to heaven. There's a family here in the earth. That family gathers regularly in a place and a thing that we call church. Need to be somewhere where they know you name. You're not just a number. You are a name. You're a person. You can be touched. You can be cared for. You know, babies can understand at first. What they do understand is the touch. Be where God can touch you. Where Jesus with skin on can touch you. And we'd love to be that. And we would love to do that for you. That's what I need. It's what you need. It's what every member needs to know. Am I loved? Do I belong? Am I accepted? Oh, absolutely in the beloved. But you know, the beloved has we're called the beloved of God. The be and we and you need to be loved by the beloved. Yes. You need Jesus with skin on. And that's what church is. That's what we'd love to be for you. Don't try to... With God means don't. You're not alone. So don't be alone. Come to the house. And if you can't come, we'll come and see you. We'll we'll love on you and get you to a place where, you know, maybe you can come to the house. Bring you home there's no place like home and no place like the family of God. And we need family. We need a place. We need a place. And God has a prescribed place. Maybe you're here today, you're wondering about your place. Well, first of all, you know, uh, you're a son, you're a daughter, you belong to God. And he has prepared a place like he did for Adam and Eve. He planted a garden and he placed the man. In the garden. See. And from there, lots of good things begin to happen. I mean, you know, uh, Eve came there. You know, I mean, there's just lots of good things that happened. Amen. And uh, there's a place for you. And we want to be in that place. And what would that place be marked by? God met with them there. God was with them there. Is it important for you to be there? Absolutely. God met with them there, and he walked with them, and he talked with them every day. The place called there for the Christian is where God's talking to you, where you and God are living and walking and working out life together. There's a lot of scattered Christians right now, homeless Christians, refugees. Christians, wandering, scattered by the storms of life, falling into snares and pitfalls and being destroyed by the devil. I'll tell you, the calling voice of God is calling you, you know, listen, his sheep know his voice, listen, he's looking for you. If you're lost, He's looking for you to be found. If you need deliverance or rescue, need help, heaven's help, He's listened to His voice. He's coming. And He's going to lead you out and bring you into a safe place, draw you to uh, Himself. Amen. Lord, I call home every lost son and daughter, every scattered one, every wandering and wandering one, Everyone that... The storms have just driven them far away and they're seeking shelter. Lord, it's only just temporary. There is a place with the other 99 where they'll be safe and they'll be kept and they'll be sustained. Lord, I call them forth in the name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you today that you show us our place. That you mark it by that we hear your voice. And we recognize your voice and the voice of another we will no longer hear in Jesus' name. Well, amen.
0: Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.